This is an alternative universe. You see, there aren't any textbooks that teach about these principles. It's dangerous if the government gets in the business of propaganda. We need journalistic integrity now more than ever. Warning, you're listening to the Agenda 31 podcast with Corey Ive and Todd McGreevy. The thing, remember, names are for things. That is why the United States respects the sovereignty of the British people and their right of self-determination. For good reasons, we don't want the government to be the lead on that. Due to the unique division of political authority in the United States, U.S. citizens are residents in every state and should not attempt to copy the strategies employed by the hosts of the Agenda 31 broadcast without first consulting legal counsel. Do you have a license for this? Uh, motivation. What's, uh, what, what, what is my motivation? Because, you know, I'm, I'm not okay with slavery, just so we're clear. As a U.S. citizen, you, you just don't own anything. You're just a, a user, and the government owns everything. And the assumption is everybody's a U.S. citizen. You know, you're going to have to shut up or I'm going to have you arrested. Hello, everybody. This is Todd McGreevy and Corey Ibe. A little late on that, Todd. January 30th, 2023. (laughs) We're trying to kick off some new podcasts in 2023 with some substance. And Corey has uh, kicked off this new year by going to the California Superior Court today, like like Corey is wont to do. And can yeah, you see the screen, Corey, I can see the screen. I can. There you go. Yeah, There's your is. photo of you today at the uh, Superior Court of the State of California. Now I don't see a photo. I see the um, picture that I sent. Right. That's uh, the photo. Petition for writ of mandamus. Yes. Oh, got it. Okay, that photo. That's it. Yeah. There's your number C450. Yep. Getting in the queue to file this today. And yes. uh, you've been cooking on this for a while and you've been ensuring that it gets more surgical and surgical as we go. And can you see the right screen now? I can. Yeah. Excellent. So we're going to pull this up. This is the scan of the full document, everybody. And it is, uh, let's view these thumbnails here real quick there is i think 14 total pages Pretty yeah writ frankly by writ standards i think i i think it's fairly concise it it was at one point more than 30 pages without the exhibits so right and you've limited this to two exhibits as i recall yes which is in- incredible very good we're going to briefly go through this. But well, we hope we, it's good. Well, <laughs> I hope we go it's through good. This real quick, because we're playing with new toys here. Can you see the Agenda 31 yeah. website? Okay. I can, before, yes. Before we, we're recording video for the first time, Agenda 31 followers. We've always done audio only, live to tape, if you will. And we're doing live to tape now, but we're also recording this via Zoom. And rather than showing our faces, we're going to show information that hopefully helps you, uh, help you achieve our, our respective uh, joint missions, as we hope we all share. And here's our latest Agenda 31 mission statement about rebooting it. We should change it to 23 because we started this a year ago. Um, <laughs> it was 2000, I think, uh, 17 when we last did our uh, last podcast about your uh, our, our respective efforts to aver Article 4, Section 2, Clause 1, state citizenship. And we are hoping by 2031, we have such state citizens in all 3,100 plus counties across the several states. 
which will achieve the standing to enforce the Constitution's comity clause, which we we'll, won't get into detail today about the comity. There's details coming about Article 4, Section 2, Clause 1 of the U.S. Constitution. And associated guarantees, such as Article 4, Section 4, a guaranteed Republican form of government in each state. So 3,100 state citizens. Corey's the, the uh, tip of the spear in the fourth largest economy in the world in California. Check out agenda31.org for the backstory and all that. Meanwhile, back to the action today. Here is the writ of mandamus and the plaintiff, that is Corey. This, Corey, this is the first time you've been a plaintiff in this averring of Article 4 state citizenship. It is. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, it is my first time being a plaintiff. I am much more experienced as a defendant. And you told me earlier today that you get this uh, un, uh, not a very good feeling going to the courthouse, it sounds like. Well, that that's true. So, I, you know, I was thinking about that today. Like I didn't have to face anything stressful. Everybody at the courthouse was actually pleasant today. Um but I did have significant anxiety, which I don't normally have something that I need to deal with. Um, back in 2017, you know, I was subjected to, or prior to 2017, I was subjected to just an onslaught of just craziness from the government, from surveillance to, um, you know, having, having my car uh, just searched and... Make at all. Yeah, it was a it was a pretty stressful time. Yeah. And and given with that the entire government they always thought of me like they would approach me as a dangerous sovereign citizen not not a law-abiding citizen of California which I am. Which you've and, proven over and again with numerous uh oath takers that have actually taken the time to listen to your uh position. Yeah, exactly. And um, it, you know, it, it did seem at the court today, you know, the, the gentleman was very helpful, very different from compared to the way it was, but I do remember how scary it was. Cause they come after when they come after you, when you attract attention from the state, they are unlimited with funds. They can take your car, which I've lost a car. They make it difficult to work. You know, um, they're going to protect those are all things every, that every step. Yeah, I just I I think part of my anxiety today was being worried about revisiting that. You know, I there Absolutely. there was a heavy price paid for all of that. You know, and I I'm not looking forward to doing that again. Hopefully, we're not going to duplicate that this effort. That's why yeah. we rebooted Genethrum 31, which we were going to talk about in a little bit about supporting this effort. You've put your money where your mouth is by filing this 14 page document. I will share with you, Corey, that there's good news about anxiety. What's Just that? The other day, NPR had a piece about how anxiety is actually healthy. <laughs> okay, well, I'm in the shape of my life today. Exactly. So we'll, we'll <laughs> riff on that another time. But just FYI, I got a little note about that. That'll be for a future uh, episode. Uh, awesome. It, effectively, it's, it's very Darwinian. It's actually kind of interesting. But meanwhile, we're back to a writ of mandamus, which is actually, for lack of a better term, I think it is a compelling the court to take some kind of action or compelling the court to compel an agency to take an action. That's right. It is it is uh, accessing the court for the court to use its inherent authority to order an agency of the government or someone else to do to do something. Yes. And um, and in this what, instance, what a, you're ordering, you're asking the court to order the California Department of Motor Vehicles to close 
the your license account and continue to and can and close it so that they no longer continue to treat you as somebody with that is have has civil obligations and has waived rights. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. The the idea behind closing the driver's license is to regain the rights of a citizen. And, um, you know, basically the courts referred to it a while back here in the state as rising to the level of a citizen. And they were referencing someone being a resident and then rising to the level of a citizen. That's the point of this. There's two components to the claim for relief. The first one is I, I feel the DMV should close my license based on my original letter to them when they responded and said, yep, we've closed it. So that's what I've asked for. There you go. That was all the way back in 2010. Can you see the screen? I can. Yeah. It says that, you know, as requested, your driver's license number has been canceled effective February 2nd, 2010, and the card has been destroyed, but they did not cancel the driver's license. What they did was they reported it as you know, being suspended instead of being canceled. So that led to, you know, numerous contacts, which we've covered in agenda31.org on our podcast. Um, and it got to the point where, you know, I was facing jail time and, and all kind. it just got so ridiculous and I needed a break. So I pivoted, got a driver's license and uh, got life to calm down a little bit, try and get myself back in order. And, here we are back at it again. Uh, and, and this uh, clause here on, on page two, uh, lines five and six, I think are worth looking at real quickly. You know, the sure. Um, there, the motor department of motor, motor vehicle and the laws of the state of California. And by the way, this state, you talk about which state it is in here. Yeah. Later, because we all know that there's two different kinds of states. All right. If you've listened to Agenda 31, there's one that's the subsidiary of the federal government. There's one that is one of the several states in my parlance. Corey may have a different way to put it, but that's basically it. Yeah. But meanwhile, the, the one that is a subsidiary of the federal government, because they all have federal tax IDs, by the way, is the DMV. And they have a, what is a strictly voluntary program, according to the laws, with regard to participation of any citizens that want to volunteer into it. Correct. That's what you're asserting. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm and you, asserting. And you've, you've shown in 2010, you've re rescinded that participation because it was voluntary. But meanwhile, they exactly voluntary because they continue to list you as somebody who has had a suspended license. Yes. Well, it's not suspended now. Now the license is ah, um, reinstated. According, according to them, it is, you know, completely valid and you know, if I get pulled over, I maintain that the license is not valid because the 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 component of consent has been coerced. It's not a valid component. So um, when they use the license against me, my defense is that it's not valid. But as we as we'll see here, what I what I've stated in here is that uh, when I did get a driver's license, my plan was, hey, I'll just get a ticket. I'll go to court. And then I'll argue this from the point of I have a driver's license and um, I it's not valid. Well, I mean, Todd, we've you and I have had plenty of conversations about this. I've had a really difficult time getting a ticket in the last five years. I've been pulled over a bunch of times and just sent on my way. And then the times where I do get a ticket um, and I I fought it. They don't show up to court, so we address that in this uh, in this writ of mandamus that 
by the agencies, you know, issuing a citation or even failing to issue a citation, they are denying the people uh, the, this legal um, remedy. So with hmm. that, the last uh, That's sort of thing. the... Failing to to violate my rights as a, a state citizen of California is that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, wow. it, it turns it. It's called flipping the script. And now the driver's license is whereas before the driver when I was didn't want one, the driver's license was kryptonite to me. <clears throat> the condition upon which I've accepted a driver's license is it was coerced. And I make reference to that in this motion or I'm sorry, in this petition. And um, uh, they it, it, now it's kryptonite to them. <laughs> you know, like it, it's a uh, you're holding. I mean, I coerced uh, uh, license. It was coerced. It was it was. Uh, yeah, 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 I would not. Yeah. If I were left to my own devices, I would not have a driver's license. But what they did to me in L.A., was I'd prepared a defense for, they charged me for not having a driver's license and which is not a big deal. I mean, they, they charge people, hundreds of people per day in LA right. for driving without a license. It's not sure. like that's a big deal. What they right. did was they expect people to show up and just throw themselves on the mercy of the court and pay a fine. And then they just let them go. No big deal. But I began to bring a competent uh, a defense and so they they made the ridiculous assumption that I was mentally incompetent and um, assigned me a, uh, a public defender who immediately waived all of my rights and referred to me as a sovereign citizen. Yes, we remember that well. That was. Uh, <laughs> that was an amazing uh, situation when you're the, the last thing error is incompetent and they did that under coercion as well. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to go try and look up the episode where we actually discuss that while you're talking here, Corey, because I think that we can, we can refer to that for reference. Sure. Um, what, what was that? Yeah. What, so what would be a key word for that, though? That, there, did we name the attorney in that uh, situation? Um, public or, defender? I don't remember. Yeah. Her, her name is there. She, in fact, we might be able to find it on the very last page of this filing because it has the minutes of that case from the Los Angeles Superior Court. Awesome. I think I saw those. They're kind of hard. Might find right her name on there. It's kind of, yeah. Uh, case called for arraignment. Um, Jeanette Lee, public defender appointed Jeanette Lee. That woman should lose. She should never be an attorney again. What's her, how do you spell Jeanette? I want to type on the other screen. Uh, J E. A N E T T E, and then the last name is Lee L E E. There. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> that was. So, meanwhile, effectively, they said, "Oh my God, this guy's going to bring an actual uh, case with merit. We have to declare incompetent, and 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 the uh, public defender will sandbag the case, and we'll move on." Uh, well. You know, I, I, I'm, I, I mean, that's an easy thing to say, but honestly, the, all the people I was dealing with there were really incompetent. The people in the court were incredibly incompetent. So, okay. Uh, they may not the public defender or the prosecutor. 
all of them. I, I mean, they were, it was, it was such a ridiculous kangaroo court that it, it didn't even represent legal professionals. It was so bad. So I think we'd be giving them a lot of credit to recognize a, you know, a winning argument that all they knew was they wanted me to waive my rights. That, that was the biggest thing. We hadn't even gotten past that point yet. They kept me at the courthouse all day, would pull me up, ask me to waive rights. I would say no, wanted me to sign something that was called a Ferretta waiver, where they could treat me like an attorney instead of treating me as a defendant. Um, I mean, it was just ridiculous, the rights they want you to waive. And I just kept saying no. And uh, at that point, now I had filed, you know, some, uh, I'd filed several motions prior to that, which was all based on um, being a state citizen. Of course, my argument then wasn't as clear. You know, I I think I'm definitely better at it now than I was then. And um, we've been able to, uh, you know, use resources like case text, uh, which is just Mm -hmm. phenomenal. Didn't have that back then. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure my argument was nowhere near as good as it would be today. But what made them angry is I wouldn't waive my rights. And um, that's when they declared me mentally incompetent. And the first thing that uh, uh, Jeanette Lee did, the public defender, was waive all of my rights that I'd spent the entire day preserving. Right. There it is, you know, like present in court and represented by Jeanette Lee, deputy public defender. So they, you didn't ask her to represent you, did you? No, look at the very bottom. The last thing it says is over the defendant's objection, the court orders the Los Angeles County Public Defender's Office to represent the defendant. Wow. That is just an absolute violation of Ferretta, wow. which is uh, which came out of the same courthouse, you know. Ferretta came out of that same courthouse? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. You've told us that before, Corey, and people don't know what Ferretta yeah. is, but let's. Ferretta is a Supreme Court case that yeah. what happened in California, Ferretta was um, forced to, ha- the state forced an attorney on him. He appealed all the way to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said, yeah, you don't, you can't do that. He gets to handle his own affairs if he wants. And they sent the case back for trial again. Um, and I, oh, I do Ferretta. believe he was convicted. Yeah, it's called Ferretta. And it's known what they do now is they um, when you want to handle your own affairs or what they call represent yourself is they make you sign what's called a Ferretta waiver as a condition of having a trial. But the reason why they sign the Ferretta waiver is because they, they can't have you. They can't have it where it's a level playing field. They, they just they just can't. So um, they think that you know, the, the courts interpreted it in their head that if I want to have my own defense, if I want to make my own defense, I have to waive all of my rights before I can do that. I don't have to waive my rights if I have an attorney, but then that attorney gets to decide whatever rights they want to waive. It's, um, uh, it, it, it just is a, a, <clears throat> a tyrannical view like the, the, that the court has in Los Angeles that, you know, hopefully bringing this up, it'll force the judges to do something about it because so far the court has remained willfully blind to what's been going on. And I, I honestly think this is a part of why law enforcement is not showing up to the cases to defend any prosecutions against me. Right. 
even though they might write your citation, they don't show up because they know you have the the receipts, as others say. So yeah, that and and I I think you know I haven't alleged this officially, but when I look at the law, what they did in L.A. is a very serious crime, like crime that can result in years and years in prison, and that they do not have um, sovereign immunity because this question as to whether or not it can handle my own affairs has already been settled by the Supreme court. Like they don't get to go back again. Oh, there you go. We found the, uh, uh, the Ferretta waiver. Um, yeah. So it was episode. Um, what is this one? 107 from uh, 2016, where I looked up Ferretta when I figured out how to spell it. Our search engine's actually pretty good over there at the WordPress. Institute. Yeah. There's, is this the waiver they had, they, they claimed you signed or is this the generic one? No, that's the one they wanted me to sign. Every single page you're waiving rights, every single page. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah. you just wouldn't sign it. No, I just wouldn't sign it. It's like, if you guys want to have a trial, I ain't signing that, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so meanwhile, you know, there's nothing in the Ferretta case that says that Ferretta had to sign a waiver before he could have the rights to, you know, handle his own affairs. Yeah. But they call it a Ferretta waiver. Yeah. They call it a Ferretta waiver because it's a result of Ferretta taking his case all the way to the Supreme court. We don't want you to be a Ferretta. So wave Ferretta's uh, instincts is effectively what they're saying. Is that right? Yeah. They're basically saying, look, if, if you get to handle your own affairs, then you're going to have way too much power under our legal system. So we're going to have you waive all of those rights. <laughs> okay. This, this is just golden. This thing that it looks like DOS uh, text right here. It's so, you know, well, I, you know, this, this thing here is a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy. I can't find my original from LA. I'll probably have to go get the, the, the yeah. minutes. Um, so yeah. it, it's, it has uh, degraded yeah. quite a bit. So that's just in and of itself another, you know, just a small trip back in history of where Corey's been to get where he's at today. And let's go back over to the. Uh, it even says there, if you look, it says defendant refused to fill out the advisement and waiver of right to counsel, the Ferretta waiver. Yeah. Second to the last sentence. Defendant refused to fill out the advisement waiver of right to counsel. Waiver of right to counsel. So, so what they do, I mean, if I didn't sign it, then I still have a right to counsel. Exactly. What they do is they basically say, once you start this on your own, once you go this route, you have to sign this and you never get an attorney. (laughs) Like, Oh yeah. You see what they're doing? Yeah. Like they make you wave stuff. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. That is a false flag for sure. Right. I am going to go shut this door. Can you hear the dogs in the background? I cannot on my end. I'm okay on my That's end. Good. I'm going to shut one more it's got to be pretty cold out there. <laughs> yes, it is cold in Iowa where I am. It's about seven <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit. All right. So. Let's get back to uh, the uh, writ of mandamus here. And actually, you know what, Corey, we can go over this in detail later. This has been a good test run for us showing cool. our you know, new technology prowess or lack thereof. 
And uh, what I want to do is end this, uh, this like abbreviated podcast with, we will put this document up at agenda31.org and it will be available in full to those that are a supporter. Let's go to the support and subscribe page, Corey. And talk about that. Yes. Here we yes. go. We want to do that. We want to work smarter, not harder. Corey and I spent five years trying to help get to this stage. And Corey got a case uh, docketed that he learned great things from. And that's why he is where he is now. But as you stated earlier in this podcast, it was pretty stressful. Let's, let's ease the stress, ease the anxiety, and let's get if we get 421 watchers at $31 a month or 42 producers at $310 a month or just four people who want to contribute $3,100 a month, we will have enough money to make sure Corey can get this accomplished. And that includes paying Corey $100,000 up front. That's if we achieve one, one or more of these uh, levels and me $50,000. And that's $150,000 to secure the uh, Article 4, Section 2, Clause 1, State Citizen Clause, and see that the Article 4 uh, guaranteed Republican form of government is enforced. Sounds like low risk, high reward to me, Corey. Uh, well, I tell you, compared to think know, about other, uh, other legal efforts out there, this is pound for pound the best deal in the universe. And we've got all kinds of bells and whistles going here to, to try and you know make sure that we uh, build our tribe, so to speak, and, and be engaged with us. Uh, primarily speaking, we want you to have access to what Corey's doing and have insight and input where we'll have a base camp instance where you can be on the uh, on a forum with us. We'll have our own federated Mastodon uh, social network for people that are supporting uh, a 421 agenda for Agenda 31. Uh, and so please contribute one of these amounts here. We already have somebody who's already uh, started uh, contributing, Corey. I think they're going to be at approximately the uh, three. They're, no, they're at over the 310 a month. They're in. We have we have an anonymous producer who's already in. So Fantastic. And and we're talking, what kind of uh, expenses are we talking for filing fees? We're talking 500 today, right? That yeah, to today in. was 500 bucks. And then yeah. we got to expect... Um, uh, you know, at this level, expect to lose and that you have to appeal. And because I am the petitioner, it's you have to pay for everything the entire way. Uh, today was just a filing. You saw I got there at, at 325. It was an hour and a half drive getting there um, to the court. And I didn't leave until a quarter to five. So a better part of the day was taken up doing it there's a lot it's a lot of work you know for well, the work for somebody like me to Corey, generate this is is difficult yeah, yeah, to, to, it's not somebody like you what it means is for somebody that can't focus on this 110 percent like a lot of people get to which is fabulous and that's why we have such you know truth seekers out there um it's difficult because you're still you know having to scrap and claw to keep the doors open and where you live and so forth and and, and you know have rent life. is due every month yeah so, you know, uh, and I repeat this, Corey's in the fourth largest economy in the world. And, and years ago, Corey proved that none of the California Highway Patrol officers had any oaths of office, 7,000 people, only because he was averring Article 4, Section 2, Clause 1, state citizenship. This position, this averring Article 4, Section 2, Clause 1, creates energy. It creates change. And we want you to support it, please. You'll get a copy of this document, understand his writ of manuscript, you'll have access to 
both of us to ask questions, please go to agenda31.org and consider one of these levels and you'll get some uh, fun swag as well. Swag as well. Corey, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, this has been a test run. We're going to see how it sounds audio. We're going to see how it sounds uh, on the Zoom, just under 30 minutes. Um, thanks for everything you're doing. Hopefully January 30th will go down as a day in history. That would be awesome. That's what we're shooting for, Todd. Peace and this, love, this brother. Take care. We'll talk soon. And we're doing an addendum to the episode you just heard, recorded on January 30th, 2023. This is Todd McGreevy, your co-host of Agenda 31. This is episode 136 still, although it is February 5th, 2023. I wanted to give everybody an update. Corey did receive notification via mail that the case has been accepted and filed, filed in the court and provided a case number 01304399. And it has been assigned for all purposes to Judge Michael Strickroth, S-T-R-I-C-K-R-O-T-H. So that's good news. This is a game on here. And uh, next action steps for Corey are going to include servicing the uh, DMV that this case is, is on. Uh, then he has to send proof of service to the court. Then the court will schedule a date for a hearing, and then he has to send a summons to the DMV for the hearing. And he's also going to be responsible for maintaining a trial binder, and it appears that he may have to have a settlement hearing prior to the, a mandamus hearing. Uh, of course, this is what we hope will uh, result in a daisy chain reaction uh, to aver Article 4, Section 2, Clause 1, State Citizenship, and uh, enforce the uh, Guaranteed Republic Clause in the Constitution starts right here at this level, uh, and, and it uh, hopefully will be successful. It will likely have to be appealed. That's why we have what we have coined the Supreme Court State Citizen Subscription Club. Uh, we anticipate this maybe having to go to all the way to the Supreme Court. Corey did get a, a, a case docketed at the Supreme Court, as you may have heard in previous episodes, and he learned a lot from that, and that's why and how he has informed this writ of mandamus at the uh uh, county court level at the state superior court uh, in California. Your support is greatly appreciated. Uh, uh, every little bit goes a long way. And if you go to agenda31.org and go to show archives and no I'm sorry, go to subscribe and support, you will see the three levels. Uh, uh, watcher at $31 a month, producer at $310 a month, or an enforcer at $3,100 a month. If you're feeling really uh, magnanimous about this effort, uh, we'd love to have your support. Uh, please go there and uh, do what you can. Everybody who is, signs up for a support level will have access to the court filings, to uh, the behind-the-scenes activity uh, documentation that Corey is pursuing because we hope this is a chain reaction that will help us uh, help you aver state citizenship in the county you live in and the 3,100 counties across the United States, the several states, and to enforce the comedy clause. So there's the update. Uh, the next podcast we do will likely be after the DMV replies. So we have some new information to share with everybody. And if you've listened this far, uh, I appreciate that. And for those of you who might be new to Agenda 31, I'm going to finish out with our original intro 
back from 2015, which is four minutes and 20 seconds long. Some people said it was too long of an intro, but we think it's a fun one, and it also illustrates uh, where we've been and where we're going and why. Um, Corey's been on a hell of a path, and this, uh, this uh, intro uh, montage does a great job of explaining it. It includes... Uh, audio of him roadside with uh, California Highway Patrol officers, includes lots of clips uh, of the efforts he's made along the way, of which you can listen to 136 podcasts at agenda31.org to track where we've been. Thank you very much for tuning in to the lowest risk, highest reward strategy to make a difference. Take care. the California Department of Public Health Vital Records. Your call may be monitored for quality assurance purposes. We do a thing called freedom. Did you go press the flesh, Pappy? Do a little pilot ticket? I'll press you up against you. You little shunk bitch. You don't tell your Pappy how to cut the licorice. We ain't one at a time in here. We're mass communicating. <laughs> Warning, you're listening to the Agenda 31 podcast with Corey Ibe and Todd McGreevy. Agenda 31 exposes government fraud, theft, and deception. Agenda 31 endorses peaceful enforcement of the Bill of Rights by the people of the several states. Agenda 31 explains how United States citizens have forsaken their capacity to protect their own rights. Corey and Todd engage with local, state, and federal government on powerful issues of identity, property rights, law, oaths of office, taxation, privacy, and more. Their approach is rooted in the very specific legal foundation of state citizenship. Listeners of the Agenda 31 podcast are challenged to take the lowest risks with the highest rewards. Your hosts want to know, what's your strategy to make a difference? Due to the unique division of political authority in the United States, U.S. citizens are residents in every state and should not attempt to copy the strategies employed by the hosts of the Agenda 31 broadcast without first consulting legal counsel. Enjoy. You are going to change America in a way that usually only war and fluoride can. War and fluoride can. War and fluoride can. It's time for us to become private central banking heretics to stop believing that this is the way life is supposed to be because it isn't. The courts said that there are clearly two governments in each state. We have a state government and a federal government. The state government that we see today is um, a franchise of the federal government, as I mentioned before, by voluntary consent of the people, but that doesn't mean the original state government doesn't exist. Self-determination isn't for everybody. Well, that's exactly the whole point. The 14th Amendment protects U.S. citizens from the several states, but provides no protection from the federal government. U.S. citizens have several different qualities. One, under Title V, they're considered federal personnel. You can trace back the foundation of their identity to a document the government owns. 
Wake up! A state-issued birth record is government property. You know what? There's going to be 50 different ways to skin this cat. Today, we don't know. We're like the hotel that checks you in but never checks you out. That's not courage. That's a mafia-style sit-down to divvy up what's good for the bosses. You know, you're going to have to shut up or I'm going to have you arrested. How does it feel to be a Republican right now? It's a hoax. It's a big hoax. It's a little bit overreaching to think there's going to be 3,100 people trying to pay attention like we do. Why don't we devalue Social Security numbers? Why not require financial institutions not to use Social Security numbers so that there's no longer the incentive to steal Social Security numbers? The Social Security number is absolutely critical. We need them and we have to use them. But we have to treat them as an identifier. Yes, we'll make slaves out of all of you. Very much part of Agenda 21, in my humble opinion. And it's a ramp up to a uh, United Nations September convention that's coming. It's going to be Agenda 21 on steroids. Yeah, California is crazy. It is. I mean, it's out of control. The U.S. sitting senator is suggesting using RICO laws to be applied to global warming skeptics. We're not policing the world. We're not policing the world. We're not policing the world. No, we don't have a military-industrial complex. Only a state citizen can travel around without license plates, without registration, and without a driver's license, and not intend to break the law. Because you can't have prosperity if you're constantly under the risk of a terrorist attack. Who the government? Who the terrorists?